ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kick It Podcast, coming to you live from Oceanside. And like always, we come here and we are here with you guys. And today we have our guest, Nate New Balance Witzel. What up? How what? you guys doing? Good, man. How you doing? Great. No oh, yeah, man. So thank you for coming through. We appreciate you coming through, man. Honored, man. So lucky. I just felt good when it, when I got the invite, and you know, it feels good just to be to be a voice um, that that you know. It's heard and and then it gets to connect with other voices. You know, I'm honored. Yeah, thanks for making out the drive, man. I I know it's a little bit further out than you know just being around downtown, but Oceanside, still part of San Diego. So yeah, I, thank you, thank you for the love. Oh yeah, and it's you know my my home is hip hop and like North County is like you know a hub of hip hop culture in San Diego. So oh no I doubt, mean, it's it's well worth the drive. Yeah, man. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, man. For people out there that don't really know you. Or you know, don't or don't know your you know your background and the history. Yeah, that's a that's broad. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, there's so many directions I could go. So I'm a I'm a husband, a father of two, a husband of one wife, um, a teacher. I you know have been in love with hip hop since I was about eight years old, and um, been writing about hip hop since about 2010, 2011. Actually started up here in North County um, reviewing shows at uh, what is it called Boris Crossing. Um, the oh, lyrical, course, bad. Yeah. yeah, 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 lyrical schoolyard. Um, uh, with uh, Kid, Kid Riz was putting those shows on. Ooh, shout out, Kid yeah, Riz. yeah, yeah. So, and so he got me kind of like thinking about writing in a journalistic kind of like perspective. Um, and then since then, you know, been making music since about oh oh one, playing with it. I'm not that's like the hobby, that's the side hustle, you know, there's mm-hmm. fun. Um, and so yeah, I try to dabble in everything. I make beats, I you know, just super in love with just the culture of hip hop and uh feel lucky to be, uh, like I said, a voice in it and to have, have a platform to speak, um, to share. And, and most, most importantly, I love, I love connecting people with good music. And so the fact that people are like tuned in to some degree and I get to share music that like moves my soul, like that's, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, how long have you been a fan, of, a fan of hip hop, man? So I was, you know, I grew up in scripts. If, if you're familiar with scripts ranch, mm-hmm. um, just down the 15 or whatever. And, uh, I was running down the hall, you know, kind of middle middle class sub- suburbs, right? Scripps Ranch, and we had an intercom like in the hallway, and um, I so I would play the radio. And my parents didn't listen to hip hop, but I got I would sneak Z90 or, or Q106 if you guys are like from mm-hmm. San Diego, you know, oh, if you remember. Okay. Um, and so I would sneak that, and me myself and I from De La Soul came on, um, and I was nine, you know, eight or nine years old, 1989, and I remember just staring at that speaker. I can still see like the pale kind of white, yellowy plastic with the silver buttons. And like that song just, it pulled me in. And then I went back to being a kid um, and playing, but that, that moment right there changed me. You know, that, that music became mine, not my parents, you know, cause you just listen to what your parents be, mm-hmm. were playing. Um, and uh, that's when music like became my own. So, yeah. No, that's, that's such a classic ass track too, dude. Me, myself right? and I, oh my God. Yeah. yeah that, that's a banger. I was like, dude, yeah. First time I heard that too, it was, it was dope, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I remember it so well. Dude. I don't know if you guys got into this video game. It's like called uh, like True Crime LA or something like that. But yeah, they used True to play Crime that. LA, and then yeah. they had a New York one. They used okay. to play mm-hmm. that song, dude, in the radio station, kind of like how uh, San Andreas did it with Radio yeah. Los Santos. But like, I I still remember it to this day, dude. Me myself and I was bumping in that in that in that video game. Yeah, yeah. For for those of you too young to remember True Crimes, that was like right before San Andreas or like Grand Theft Auto, like hit a super big. True Crimes was pretty similar to that in that aspect. But uh, yeah, man, no, that, that's that's crazy. And how long have you been doing music yourself? Um, well, I I kind of really started taking it seriously in '01, so I was 21 then. Um, dates me a little bit there, but uh, uh, in '01 I started going to an open mic uh, for poetry. I was it was much easier to say I was a poet than a rapper mm-hmm. in '01. Well, especially right? back in the day, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and so I, I my friend Joe Craft of if you have you been to Atypical Waffle in North Park? It's a waffle no. spot right there on 30th. No, anyways, no. go check it out. Shout it's out. not your typical yeah, yeah. waffle house. Yeah, it used, be, it used to be called Wow Wow Waffles. Um, and uh, it's just behind a little laundromat or whatever. But my friend Joe, who owns that spot, he uh, took me to my first open mic. And, and a dude named Serge did a poem. And I just, like, I lost my shit. Like, I was, I was, I stayed up till three that night writing my first poem. It sucked, you know, whatever. But but people liked it, you know, like, and I, and I felt like I was expressing myself. And so then I started writing about them, like, for real, for real. And, uh... And yeah, that's it. Just kind of became a thing that kind of trickled out from there. 
but in 07, when I, when I graduated college, <laughs> I graduated high school in 98, graduated college in 07 uh, with a bachelor's, <laughs> not a doctorate, but uh, it's still uh, it good. took a while to get through, but I made it. Um, but when I, when I finally got there, my gift to myself was an NPC. Um, and oh, I made sweet. the mistake of buying the 500 and I went back and uh, from artistic, do you know, D- DJ artistic? Yeah. Um, he's the one who I actually, he was working at guitar center back then. Hmm. And I actually bought it from him. And then he was always, I would go there and he would give me, I was like, I need a mic. I was like, I need the cheapest mic that works well. And he would always give me the recommendations. Oh, and stuff that's like that. so, so cool, man. Yeah. DJ artistic kind of ushered me in, in a lot of ways too, into San Diego scene. So yeah, that's, that's, you know, I started making beats and staying up till four in the morning, newly married. My wife's like in bed sleeping and I'm just out here chopping up, you know, samples and, and then trying <laughs> hey. to figure the shit out. Well, what kind of programs were you running back then? Because I, I, just the MPC, man. Oh shit! Yeah, running straight, straight from a you know from a, a turntable, just straight into the MPC. Get the samples just into headphones because it had to be quiet for my wife, and Dang. it was just just the, just the hardware. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, gotcha. So. Yeah, that's gnarly. Do you remember any of like your your early gigs or like the bigger venues around the city around that time? Because like it, it's changed in the last couple of years, like the the bigger name venues, you know. Totally. Um, back in '01, when I was first getting my, like I said, my feet wet till about '03, I, there was a spot called the Sushi Downtown, and they were having like b boy battles. Oh um, shit. And uh, uh, and it was like that was like that hooked me. Um, and then there were some shows, you know, like at, at Stage One Downtown. Okay. Um, in Sandy in downtown San Diego. And, uh, where were some, there were some spots up here for sure though. Um, I remember coming to some B-boy and B-girl battles up here as well. Um, but, but the, the spot that really stood out because I think I saw living legends there, um, oh, and, and some other kind of like, uh, kind of bigger, like underground acts, um, was stage one that's downtown. Yeah. Man, what's what's uh what's probably the favorite concert you've you've been to so far? Man, that's that's such a good one. All right, top three, top three. Because okay. I'm pretty sure you you've probably been through a lot of them. Dude, so uh, at least you know <laughs> multiple hundreds. Um, I think the the most moving one was Commons B tour. Ah. That that record I played that record over and over that is a badass over, record. Right? Dude, that's like, one of my favorites. Front to back too, yeah. like no skips, right? And so he came and did that, and he he set up the it, this was at um, House of Blues downtown. Um, he set it up like uh, Dilla's basement, right? Like he had this super dope setup and he, you know, he came out all fitted and then he took off the hat and hung it on the hat rack after a song. And he took the sweater off. I don't know if you've, if you've seen the interview with uh, KRS, but he talks about wearing layers so you can take them off over the show and you develop over the course of the show, just like, you know, with, with the, with the audience. Right. And so Hmm. common had done all of this and that. And so it was just like this super immersive, experience where you felt like you're in the basement like where this stuff was made you know um granted that album was made by kanye uh production wise but um just that that was like unforgettable and i happened to be there with my wife so that that definitely that's early on in our relationship and like we share hip-hop she's more like into like uh, indie rock and stuff like that but she definitely loves hip-hop as well so that was super big and then i went and saw i know i know i'm gonna get shit for this but like macklemore right I went okay. and saw I went and saw Macklemore at the epicenter in Mira Mesa um, before it shut down, and this is right before the heist came out. So the heist was his mm-hmm. kind of big project that you know all the Kendrick Lamar. So he's still kind of underground at exactly. the time, hundred percent. I've know? heard some of his underground stuff, dude. It's he's, he gets down, bro. Like get, all right, whatever, man. People talk shit about Macklemore, but dude, that guy changed the game, man. He was one of like the few like independent artists that actually made it big yep. without having to like sign to a label. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. he actually like. You know, just basically use them for promotion. And yeah. uh, that's just crazy, man. Uh, to me, the thing that's co- the coolest about Macklemore, he he sent everybody to the thrift store, bro. Like, that fool, <laughs> he was not talking yeah. about going to the mall. He just said, go to, go to Goodwill. Yeah. Get something for two bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, you know, that's funny because he's, you know, they were kind of bummed that that song is the one that blew up because they do. They're super conscious. When I say they, obviously, Ryan Lewis is producer as well. I'm like, he and he's a spitter. Like, dude can rap. You know, it's he's not just thrift shot. Like if you go back and dig it, like dude can rap. And so um, he just put on this show and he had it was kind of like right before he blew up. So it's still kind of underground. It's a bunch of little kids in there. Right. Because it's the epicenter mm-hmm. all ages. Yeah. And me and my, you know, my brother, both of my brother in laws. OK, so my wife's brother. Right. It, he raps and we rap together. And then uh, my wife's sister's husband, my other brother, in law, <laughs> he also raps and makes beats. And then my wife's adopted sister's husband is DJ True. He he kind of runs with DJ Legend, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with DJ Legend. Um, and so, like, 
this family is just, but we all went to the show together, right? So 30 something year old men in the back with all the kids, you know, up front, but the energy in that room, I had goosebumps the whole time just because like you could see the power of like this music and it's infecting these kids with this energy. And it, it was, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. So that one definitely hits, you know, top uh, three as well. And then the third one, it has to be the roots. Um, they came, I think it was house of blues again, and they had like a 12 piece brass section. Right. And it's all these, these siblings, I believe they were all brothers and maybe like the drummer was a cousin or something. And they're, they're well known on the East coast doing like a lot of like street, like performance stuff. And that to have all that, like those instruments. And then plus, obviously they already run with the band and it was just, it was magical. That was like a magical night of music. And it was just like a jam session at parts. Of, oh, it was amazing. So those three are probably top three. Damn. That's, that's, yeah, that's good. That's, that, a, good that's a badass three. top three, for real. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially Common. You're like, I, I would have loved to see Common. And I think he came out to San Diego, like, I think it was two years ago, like maybe 2019. Uh, he came out and he performed with uh, the San Diego Symphony, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I missed that show, but, man, I wish I could have been there. I'm sure it was super dope. Yeah, yeah, he's that, that, he's just like a he's just like a consummate artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything he touches, kind of artistic and like well thought out and planned and like Conscious. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did. Uh, Common's one of my favorites. That track, "This Is Me," off of the Resurrection, like that song. That's maybe my top song of all time. That album might be my top album of all time. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, with that, that leads you to doing things like SD State of Hip Hop. Could, could you, SD State of Mind, sorry? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was doing something called SD Loves Hip Hop. Um, I do remember seeing that. Yeah, page. yeah, yeah. Way, way back when. Um, and I, I was ready to give up. And, you know, how <laughs> the, the weird Facebook, like, I don't know if I should do this anymore. You know, um, is it worth it? Is anybody out there reading the shit? You know, <laughs> straight up. And uh, Kali, um, I had only seen, crazy thing is, I had seen Kali perform as an opener for a mod. That was that first show I had written about up in Carlsbad, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the Kid Riz show at the Lyrical Schoolyard. And Kali was there and I was like, dude's dope. I wrote a little blurb on him, right? Like all this stuff, full circle. I'm ready to like throw in the towel. And that's the dude who jumps in like the, the, the comments and is like, dude, no, just try doing this. And I started doing these West Coast Wednesdays interviews. And um, those slowly over time, because I stepped back from SD Loves Hip Hop, slowly over time became now the, the interviews I'm doing with Kali at Hip Hop Weds. And uh, Hip Hop Weds kind of um, birthed a, a child, if you will, called SD State of Mind. That was an album, right? The title of an EP done by Kali and Ralph Quasar of 18 Scales. And so they did this project. And then that name just like, I mean, come on, you know, like it's, the, it's the nod, right? To, you know, to New York State of Mind and all that. So um, you know, we just kind of ran with that name and that's now the, the parent umbrella of like the mm-hmm. media house, if you will. Right. Like, so that's where hip hop weds now sits under. That's where serial killers, a show I did a pilot for, and then had to pull everything down off the internet. Um, that's going to be coming back soon. Um, you know, sits under, that's where I just got a radio show at KKSM at Palomar college. Nice. Um, first Wednesdays of every month. And it's going to be SD state of mind radio. And so this SD State of Mind became this umbrella that sits over everything. And we do everything. We got shows. We got a, a show um, called Visits, where we first went to, like, It's Raw Poke. So if you're into poke, like, that's the spot to go. Um, and we did, a, we did like, an in-store, like, interview kind of thing with Ralph Quasar with Beto Perez from... Um, uh, he's uh, at Rock, One of Fame, and what is it? 5.3. And then yeah. he's also over at uh, 957, Jammin 957. Yeah, right? Jammin. And uh, he puts on for the city. You know what I mean? He, he, really he, he truly music. does, man. I, I do like Beto a lot. He's dope-ass people. Yeah, so he's a good dude. And and so those three were in, in It's Raw, and they were eating. It's kind of like a food show. It's like Al uh, Bourdain um, meets, uh, how would you say, like, um, I don't know, like your favorite hip-hop host. You know, this is Kali kind of running the show. Um, and so, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on, you know, that we're just – Trying to build, see what happens. Dude, can you, you know? talk a little bit more about the serial killers thing? Because I remember yeah, yeah. seeing that first episode of Rick's Girls, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was dope. Uh, and you say you had you had to pull it down. What would happen with that? If yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. So the show, you know, I was I was just sitting around one day and trying to pitch things to to Kali, um, and for just ideas for us to start building content. And uh, I figured, you know, like you smoke, you eat a bowl of cereal, 
and you have an interview like can you really lose like cereal is like <laughs> one of my favorite foods i just started smoking actually uh about two years ago and so it's like this new thing for me and i'm trying to like find out like what works for me what doesn't things like that and so i said what a cool way to do it then i got a homie who works at classics shout out classics um they're like rosin infused uh pre-rolls mm. and then they also do like rosin um and so for like dabs and stuff like that yeah mm -hmm. and uh and so I just put all those pieces together. This thing kicks up and I got this friend who, who, who shot a video for me for a, a dude named Nemi. You guys familiar with Nemi? I, I've heard of the name. I haven't really met the guy per se, but I have okay. heard of Nemi. Yeah. So Nemi is, uh, again, another San Diego cat. He, uh, his, his biggest song was Mr. T. I don't know if you guys remember it. It's, it's a dope song. Go check that out if you get a chance. Um, but, uh, so with, with Nemi, I, uh, I, I did this like house concert to get, get people ready for his EP and this guy who shot it, I, I hit him up like, dude, you're great at video. Would you want to shoot this this show? We're going to do serial killers. And he's like, well, yeah, let's let's see how it works out. And so we did a pilot episode. We pitched it to to classics. They loved it. Um, and so we're going to keep running with that. But he didn't like kind of maybe the terms of how it would go down at first as far as mm -hmm. like compensation and things like that. And I'm yeah. trying to avoid saying too many details, but he did, he didn't like kind of how he would be compensated, which I can respect. Um, but when he kind of pulled back, he also said, take everything down that I touched basically. And so I just pulled all the content is proof of concept. Everybody loved it. Classics liked it enough to like want to be a part of it. And so we'll run with it. But now we need a new host because I'm I don't I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a high school English teacher, and it turns out that you probably shouldn't be um, the host of a show like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> as a high school English teacher, um, I didn't I didn't think about some of those details until later. Um, unfortunately, as far as just like you know, you need to smoke on camera, yeah, and I can't do that as a teacher. <laughs> um, not that you shouldn't be able to, but with the way things are structured, you can't. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. So, um, but we have a new host. Uh, really excited about that. A new videographer, um, a new venue. So it's going to look all revamped, all redone. So basically it was like a, a pilot. We pitched it, it worked and now it's time to get to work. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When can people expect to see uh serial killers? Yeah. You know, I, I wish I could give you a date. It's going to be, I would say in the next three months, I would say mid summer. Mm -hmm. Um, cause we're going to shoot two or three and have kind of like a little bit of runway before we start releasing them mm -hmm. and oh, then, sweet. and then get, get the recording going. You know how that goes, you know, yeah, so to give yourself like a little bit of a, like, you know, yeah. a little safe if you zone, miss like, a week or if you miss it, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You can put so, that one out. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know no, you guys know. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, we, we totally no, it's understand. funny. Cause we used to have something like what up Wednesdays and like, you know, that's, yeah. and we would talk with local people around here. Uh, and, yeah, no, sometimes it'd be like that. Like, well, you know, we can't really do it this week. So it's just like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Consistency. <laughs> is what matters too. Like that's, that's the king right there. Yeah. Like, especially people, in like the digital platforms. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause if, if people come and then you're not there, it's like, Oh, I guess this is not, yeah. not coming. So I'll go find something else to fill my time. With. Yeah. It's just like, there's like, an, there's like, like an overload of information and like, you know, um, content out there, you know, so it's easy to get like forgotten, yep. you know, Big just time. you're, you're gone for like a week. People, you done. lost a lot of people. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> Short attention spans. You know, <laughs> yes. Digital age. Yo, Nate, I'm still kind of curious, though. Uh, are, are you the responsible of picking the, the cereals and, like, the strands? Or is somebody else in charge of that? Well, so the all the cannabis right now will be classic. So whatever oh, okay. they have. So they have these things called dog walkers, like little short uh, hash-infused pre-rolls. Mm -hmm. And they're called dog walkers. You know, you can smoke them while you walk your dog or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they have their regular rosin-infused pre-rolls. And then they also have, like I said, dabs. So, like when we'll have a rig, you know, at the next one and stuff like that. So whatever your kind of pick your poison, if you will, um, no. or pick your passion. Um, <laughs> and then with cereal, like I, I'm doing all the coordinating. So like I'll contact the artists who are interviewing or the interviewees um, and I'll find out what they like and we're, and it's all based on what they like. Oh, mm -hmm. gotcha. Yeah. So Rick, all right. Rick scales picked was it apple cinnamon Cheerios random isn't that apple jack super no, no yeah no. right that's like yeah it's like the your basically well, like yeah sugar apple jacks right um and then he got um uh, fruit and yogurt special k oh, that doesn't okay. sound bad actually. i've had that one it's pretty it's, good yeah see I, I, good. i've never had it but like i was just like 
and you have any cereal in the world, you're gonna get special K. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, man. He loves it. He swears by it too. It's to like me, like special K's has always felt like when my parents were trying to be like super healthy. Yeah, right. So it's like uh, I don't, it. don't want to like you know I don't want to. <laughs> yep. I don't want to eat that. Totally, no, hundred percent. Now, but then I ate special K like a couple years ago, dude. That shit was bomb, man. Like so, it's good. So maybe it's one of those things that you like once you're an adult type of thing. Totally, you know? totally. Well, he liked it when he was a kid too. So. <laughs> something wrong with him. <laughs> but hey, let me get a let me say what's up to uh, Trey Boogie. What's up, man? What uh, up, Jerry? Uh, Jerry, what's up, man? Hopefully everything's good in Arizona. And to the homie Q, he's saying, "Yo, yo, what's good?" Shout out Q. We still got to get you up in here, bro. But uh, yeah, man, you just mentioned earlier too that you were that you're you're a high school teacher. Yeah, yeah, high yeah. school English. Uh, oh, okay. Yep. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and that's again like here's the crazy thing: like hip hop has has literally like been my almost like that God figure in my life. I know that's probably sound, or religion, if you will. Like I know that sounds like maybe dramatic, but literally, I I was going to college, didn't know what I wanted to do, ready to drop out. Grades were just meh, you know, not bad but not good. And then um, I started studying English, and then the grades went up. Right. And then and then I started getting more into poetry and the grades went up and I and I only got into English because I was like, well, I study hip hop like I, I listen to hip hop like these people who study literature. So maybe I just make the shift and it'll go well. And it did. And I was in my apartment in 2007 recording a song with my brother-in-law. We together were called the Peacemakers. We were making we, you know, we're recording a song we never released. Um, but over that recording session. He said, hey, I'm going to get a job teaching at these college prep schools in Long Beach. You should apply. I applied, and like a month after my application, I had a job. And I, I, was, I was a full-time teacher before I even knew it. You know, you know that was the, probably mid-summer. And by, by October, I was in a classroom full-time, no education in how to teach. I had my degree, but no education in how to teach. I was in a, a community day continuation school in Compton. And I'm from Swiss Ranch, if I didn't mention that. And so I was getting into something I had no idea, and it radically changed my life. I'm who I am because of that experience. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry if I got off the question. No, no, you're good. <laughs> Maybe that went I, I went someplace else. But, um, yeah, so, like, hip-hop has, like, navigated all this. And so I'm literally a teacher because of hip-hop. And, again, my, my brother-in-law, his, his sister is my wife, like – and I met him doing poetry because we were both scared to say we were rappers. And so, like, my whole life has been shaped by this culture. So it's crazy. Oh, that's beautiful, dude. Yeah. Uh, do you find it tough to, like, balance both your, your like, your, your hip-hop uh, ventures and, and your school teaching? Not really. They, they play so well hand-in-hand. Mm. Hand. Nice. Um, I couldn't have maybe one without the other. At least I couldn't have – I couldn't teach if not for hip-hop. Um, because that keeps me sane. That's like, I, I think the balance is tough though, because I'll stay up till three in the morning writing an article or recording a song. Mm -hmm. And then I got to be up at five in the morning, kind of do my routine, get my kids ready for school. You know what I mean? And then go teach. And so there, there's, it's tough to balance maybe, but like the, the, what it does to me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, like they're, they're so interwoven. Like I was just talking to my, uh, former student from 2007 up in Compton, um, and he he was just telling me uh durante is his name durante Patton, good dude he was just he shared an album with me right that, that he is just finishing and he's like i want you to hear it first and so like and we used to do freestyle fridays and that built a bunch of bridges with my students at first when i had no clue what i was doing at least we had this hip-hop shit where all the walls could be coming down and i could beat you in a battle and so you were a little bit better in my classroom mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so like hip-hop like it saved me up in LA for sure. Like I, I wouldn't have been able to hang if I didn't have some connection with my students, you know? And uh, so, yeah, it's, it is hard to balance because I would stay up all night doing hip hop. That's how I know like this is what's really in me because I can stay up till four in the morning doing hip hop without even blinking. You know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. want to grade papers till four in the morning though. You know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a tough balance, but it, I couldn't have one without the other kind of a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that, man. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that that's that's really what what you the end result of passion. Like, if you're really passionate about something, you you live it, you breathe it, you it's 100%. part of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. do you think uh, hip hop has given you like a different perspective when it comes to teaching? That's a that's an interesting question. I think yeah, they both kind of done this like braid, you know, like mm -hmm. of this like if you if you have like my um my worldview right is this braid of hip hop teaching and then my family. 
right? And so those three kind of woven is like this cord that holds me, like carries me through this life. You know what I mean? So yeah, it definitely has shaped, you know, because again, being a, a, a white kid from the wealthy suburbs of San Diego, I had no idea what was actually happening in the world. Like I thought like Reagan was the man. You know what I mean? My parents are like, yeah, Reaganomics. You know what I mean? And then you listen to hip hop and you're like, oh shit, this like fucked the world up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I I started to see other parts of the world that the bubble I grew up in would not have allowed me to see. And I think that it's, I'm completely different than a lot of the people I grew up with because of that, because I started going, "But, but what about over here? You know what I mean? What about behind the curtain of America? Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And hip hop opened that world to me. And then pulling me into teaching, I had already had some openness. I wasn't open. I had a white savior complex, like crazy going in there. Like, Hey, you guys, let's, let's get you an education and get you out the hood, you know, like, (laughs) and that's obviously not the right perspective, you know? And so I had some shit that was still in me. Um, but hip hop, I think made me open to when the kids push back on that. And when life pushed back on that, I was open to learning and I wasn't so like, no, my way is right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and, and again, hip hop, yeah. Like, fuck the police i'm like well well, why would they say that i love the police officers you know my friend wants to be when we grow up you know what i mean like and that's what i come from and and then you hear that you're like wait there's this doesn't come from nowhere you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like and so it it definitely shaped my world you know my worldview so did you go to a script high school i did yeah i did for the last two years we moved to, to colorado grand junction colorado for three years talk about culture shock Damn, bro. It was it was crazy. Like way different. Like talk about racist. Like it, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they, don't, they don't like a lot of people out there in the mountains. It was it was really weird, you know. And so all this stuff again, hip hop was doing to me. Like and then I went there and I was just you know, it was it was a mind fuck, you know. And I'm 13, eighth grade. You're trying to fit in with everybody, and you're like, but I don't, you know, square mm-hmm. square peg round hole or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, not that I, I made some good friends and stuff like that, but. Um, yeah, is it's, yeah. So, so I'm guessing you don't miss Colorado. I miss the beauty, and and there are a few people I do miss, but like, nah. We we went for a road trip because me and my wife were thinking about moving back there, and I'd forgotten all this. You know, this is just a few years ago. Took our kids, went for a drive, and in Utah, two two towns before like uh, Fruta or Loma or Mac, Colorado, which is right on the border. Um, right before like we get to Colorado and Utah, some some guy walks up. There was a dude, a Latino cat with you know kind of tatted up full sleeves who had just come from comic-con so he was driving back from san diego too and we were coming out right and my wife's half black and so this guy walks up to my wife and this dude and says hey they don't really like your kind in in these parts and you might just want to get gas and get out of here and we're like what the fuck and he was cool like he wasn't like saying we i don't like it but he's like it's not safe for you basically and then I'm like, what the hell? Like, so we're like, okay, not moving there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so then we, we continue on the trip and we're at another gas station, this time in uh, Gunnison, Colorado, um, on our way to Pueblo. And uh, I get out the car and I'm asking for a bathroom. And a guy looks down at, at my wife in the car and he goes like, be safe, brother. And I was just like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, what? what do you, and I said, yeah, you too, man. You know, I had no idea how to respond to that. Like, what do you mean be safe? And so, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I don't think I'd move, <laughs> move to Colorado. Did you guys make it to the next town over? Oh, we were fine. Okay. Like, yeah, everything was all good. Nobody, like, threatened it. You know, it wasn't like I was never afraid for, like, safety or anything. But just if that's the culture, you know what I mean? And then, and then you know, 2016 or whatever hit, and then you find out. Like, you kind of see on Facebook and stuff like, oh, okay see where we are you know yeah, like no, facts so so you know and uh, yeah whatever yeah no, I, th- so, no. <laughs> I think coming from southern california it's a little interesting going to like other parts because we're such a big melting pot over here dude like you got all kinds of people like from all over the place and you plus you got like tijuana down the street and like same thing dude everybody's like from all over it's just it's crazy man uh, like you said it kind of helps when you you have like a different perspective and you're able to open up your your mind and like accept different things, dude. Because not 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 everybody thinks the same. Not not everybody acts the same. But I mean, we all do have a common ground. So let's at least stick to that to get you know get to know each other. Totally, hundred percent. Interesting. Yeah. What's up with you, Bruce? Man, you've been kind of quiet over there today. I'm chilling. All right. On. <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> what what you got, Louis? Uh, not not much, man. What do you guys say? We go take a quick break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Yeah, right, I like that. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Let me see. Um, I'm gonna put some music on for now. Wait, hold on. We we could probably pull up like a hip hop weds uh, video, dude, or something. Mm. I don't know, man. Well, what do you recommend? What, what should we put? Because yeah, uh, because we're gonna take a break, but since we're not cutting off the live stream, we could put something for like at least five to ten minutes yeah uh damn i mean we could put i mean i would throw i would throw that kali sd state of mind uh directed by carino that's oh there you YouTube. go yeah, yeah and then uh if you created a playlist and put a second track in there you could put that that uh that mr t that nemi mr t and then you can right. see what that's all about yeah let's do that what, what, do, you, what do you think louis I'm looking that shit up right now. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, people. Everybody out there tuning in. Thank you so much. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're on Spotify. Doesn't matter if you're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, on Twitch, YouTube. If you're on Facebook, thank you. To everybody on the IG, thank you. We'll probably probably stop seeing you guys soon. But thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being out here on the Monday. Thank you for kicking it. We're out here. Stay tuned for these tracks. They're coming in soon. They're coming in hot. And stay tuned, man. San Diego. In the house, everybody in the house, let them know, Louis. Yeah. With that said, we're gonna go on break. Uh, while these guys get off camera, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna talk about our sponsors real quick. While I'm pulling up this freaking playlist as well. Yeah, but, I'm still. Uh, I'm still kind of upset, Bruce, that you just ate that burger last week, man. But I, I hope it was worth it because it, it looks super. It bad. was. Oh, and I'm eating something else tonight too. Y'all just don't know it. Oh, you got your damn Bruce coming with the, super, the surprise snacks out here now. Oh, no, I can't put this one on camera. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I mean, you could, right bro. Now, bro. I'm telling you that much. Why do I got a fireball and a beer with me? Because it's Monday. Really? Oh, that's my Friday. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Lucky. Bet. But you guys saw that episode last time. It's a, He's talking about that burger. It's a full metal burger. You catch that shit outside of Black Plague Brewing. It's the best burgers in town, man. You don't even need fries with it. Well, that said, we're about to go on break. So see you guys in a bit. Peace. I want to be evolve. So yeah, I'm excited for whatever that is. Let's see, shoot, as soon as we know, I'll let you know too. I'm, I'm stoked, dude, because I know a lot of people were going to. I think it was like Space Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing it's it's a it's a little bit more big. I think maybe maybe not square footage, but it's it's more of an open floor. Open space. It doesn't have like that like two weird rooms. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 totally, totally. I remember being there, saw some freaky shit go down. Oh really? Like the space bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's my first time here. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. This bitch just got trained. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louis oh, was that's there. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah remember I told yeah. you like, yo, bro, this, I think this bitch just got trained. Which one? This one over right. I'm not gonna say any specific details besides <laughs> that, but <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And we were there, and it was a rainy night, right? It was, uh, I want to say it was B-Turn's birthday. If you guys, are you, have you guys heard B-Turn? B-Turn. He no. sounds familiar, dude, but I probably haven't met the guy. No. he. Uh, you guys know who Boogie is? The rapper for Westside Boogie? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Anyways, um, B-Turn was having his birthday there, and uh, the power went out. What? Yeah. <laughs> so Dev Love's there, right? You guys familiar with Dev I've Love? heard of Dev okay. Love. So Dev Love's there and he does like these corporate events where he's got like a generator and he's got these two like uh stacks of, uh, of speakers and stuff. Mm-hmm. What? He brought all his stuff from his sprinter van, put it in the spot, and we were running through his system the rest of the night or whatever. It was crazy. All right, fuck it, we'll do it live. That's a good save, dude. That's a good save. Crazy. Who would know? Yeah. Hey, ha- carry carry your own generator yeah, right? in the back of your trunk just in case yeah. power goes out. You just never know. <laughs> and speakers and mics. Yeah, and- right. speakers, mics, the whole That's setup. Crazy. Yo. <laughs> that works like perfect for like a park or even like a block party. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, smart. Yep. Definitely. Yep. And you got a mobile stage, just take it apart before anybody comes to wisely do a two-hour event, you're gone. Yep, in and out. If you're running without a permit. Yep. Damn, Bruce, why are you giving out all the answers over here, dude? They'll do it down the in the south. 
they'll do that shit real quick in the neighborhoods that the cops don't want to go down to. Um, get it, get you know it in, get yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Make real a scratch. Yep. Anyways, we are back. Well, we've been back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 we've been back, bro. Damn it, Louis. Surprise. <laughs> that's fun. Now, but yeah, man. So, dude, you've been around the blog, especially you know, in hip hop, especially the local scenes. Let's talk a little bit more about the local scene. When did yeah. uh, when, when did when did you really start the uh, the hip hop wins? So I didn't start hip hop wins. Just so just to be clear, that's Kali, right? That's the homie. Uh, he pulled me in. Um, but uh, but hip hop wins started. I, I want to say twenty sixteen or seventeen, maybe seventeen. Um, no, I think but, it was probably 2016. Yeah, but 2016 right. or 17. Yeah, um, and it was just like the flagship show, Hip Hop House, um, and that was uh, an extension of a show that was taking place in I want to say Phoenix, but somewhere in Arizona. Um, and so his homie said, "Hey, let's do this," and and so they started that, and then Hip Hop Weds became like again like this parent umbrella over all the shows after Hip Hop House started taking off. Mm-hmm. Hip Hop House was like the set list, right, with the the headliner from sometimes out of town or the bigger names in town. And then um, slowly developed into a weekly thing, right? So, so I, I totally would, but I can't. I'll, I will crash. Oh, my bad. My I will, bad. No, no, thank you. Yeah. No, I normally. If, oh, this <laughs> it's all good. Um, <laughs> plus teaching. Um, yeah. But, uh, but uh, so yeah, <laughs> tune into Syracuse. Um, um, so yeah, it just kind of like took on a life of its own at that point, where where it started becoming a weekly thing. Right. And then, you know, so Kali had segmented hip hop weds into these four different entities. Elbow Room was the open mic. Right. And then Waves, which previous before Waves, it was called something else. But Waves was the the young cats like the, the more like, I don't know, lit that more like hype music, that, that younger hip hop. Oh, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I don't even know what names to refer to, you know, Trippy Red or something. I don't know. Um, but that more just like uh, trappy, like. Yeah, like the hype. Yeah. Yeah. So um that was like that was the the waves night and then they had they had donuts right which was like the producer night you know what and now that you mention them all like that i do remember every single one of those yeah, nights yeah, that yeah. it was like yeah donuts waves uh elbow room and it yeah. was like wrestling themes yeah, yeah yeah video games and wrestling yep yep so dj wow. root was right at home <laughs> yep yeah so good times man and that just kind of again it just took on this life of its own and um and you know and it just took i mean it's what the city needed you know what I mean? It, the city needed like a, a place where um, there there's not hopefully none, but like there's not much pretense. There's no it's everybody's welcome. Um, if you if you mm-hmm. just love this shit, like that's who we want there. We don't care, you know what what vein of hip hop you're in. It's for everybody. And if you're not even into hip hop and you just want to see what's going on in the city as far as hip hop, come. You know, and you know it, it built like this community that's like it's thick. You know, and because that community built, I know that we've got like a documentary coming out soon. I know that we've got um, what else we got coming out. Like we got an album that goes with the documentary coming out soon with all the artists who kind of like were the heartbeat of hip hop weds. Mm-hmm. Right. We got I mean, there's so much going on with the SD state of mind, like kind of brand, if you will. Um, and then the show is obviously going to start kicking back off whenever whenever that happens. You know, so, yeah, a lot of stuff going on, man. Um, and it, again, it's just it just developed. It just happened, mm-hmm. you know. It's just yeah, one of those organic things. Yeah, so gotta go with the waves type of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, I just I I got pulled in because again I was I was writing these these West Coast Wednesday interviews for SD Loves Hip Hop at the time, and Kali would have me then interview the headliner for Hip Hop House SD for that particular week, so that they would be coming to town. Right, they would be doing a show. They would have like in a local publication, if you will. They would have an interview. So it was like like kind of like make it worth their while. Exactly. Oh, yep. that's awesome, yep. bro. Yeah. So and that's how we just started building. He likes my writing style. Of course, I like his vibe and, and just the whole community that was building. And so I just, you know, got to play. And then I became a host of Elbow Room and, uh, you know, and then had some family issues and had to pull out for a little bit. And now we're back. Yeah, hey, nice. Yeah. So since you started being in the local scene, how has it changed throughout the years? Oh, man, that's such a good question. Um, just because it has changed so much. And I think I think I'll just attribute it probably to, I mean, definitely like BattleBot and uh, Hip Hop Weds. Um, I'll attribute those things like with giving you like a, a, a really open space where people can just be who they are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the, in the culture, um, those are two huge things, but I think just like all the gatekeepers leaving the scene, uh, everywhere because of the internet, 
right? I think that that just like opened the floodgates because every you didn't have to know somebody to get on this. You didn't have to. Now you can just put your music out. Right. And I think that that plays a role in all those walls coming down, right? There's not like there's no barriers now, even locally or nationally or internationally, right? The only barrier is like how much you're willing to hustle. And so I think that that helped open up the scene a lot because it was a lot more like kind of closed doors. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to cats from back in the day, hip hop was like, again, that's why I attribute it to like the gatekeepers being removed. But like hip hop was very much like, like we'll punch you in the face if we don't dig your shit. Like hip hop used to be that. And mm -hmm. so it, it has evolved from that now, which I think is good. Um, but I hope that... I hope that we can maintain the standards as well. And I think that that's something that things like uh, Hip Hop Weds and BattleBot pride themselves in. Yeah, come one, come all. Like, come enjoy this culture that we love. But at the same time, we, we're not going to, like, tolerate whack shit. So, like, mm -hmm. at, at Hip Hop Weds, like, there's a pretty strong no rapping over your vocals, you know, like, rule. Like, you just don't mm -hmm. do it. And that's not because people who rap over the vocals are whack. I think that maybe they're maybe maybe a little bit lazy, right to like really 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 know their bars or they're a little bit lazy to like become real true showmen or right i mean mm -hmm. i think so there there are certain things i think that we try to hold a certain level to um while bringing other walls down and i think that that's that's the overall story of the city mm -hmm. where there's not gatekeepers there's not people like there's not people like trying to keep it pure. There's sure, sure there are, but like that's not the thing anymore, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 you're seeing a lot of walls come down. Also with whether it's like southeast cats and, and then these cats and the right, uh, you see a lot of that kind of in culture and life is is less. Uh, I don't even know volatile. Talk. Uh, not talk uh, the pot's not boiling as much as yeah. it was in the nineties. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, not that there's not still people who are active and things like that going mm -hmm. on in the streets, but it's just not the same energy. And so I think with all that happening because hip hop culture and, and like kind of street culture and things like it's, it's all so interwoven. Right. So as one changes, they both kind mm -hmm. of change. Um, and so I think it's just a natural progression of, of what's going on in, in San Diego, just culture, but also in, <clears throat> broader hip-hop culture too mm -hmm. and so i think you know it used to be a little bit more intimidating a little bit more uh you know again we don't like your shit we'll punch you in the face yeah. you know and it's not like that anymore and and yeah, i'm sure you can go into circles and it can be like that but like i think it's just much more open now and there's a lot more unity than there was even though you still hear people bitching about you know oh, well, you know it's the salty d and you know like you know just you know you're going to find what you're looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's my take. No, um, I, I like that, dude. And it has been, I think, in the on organic growth for you guys, like especially for, because it, it is a movement, dude. Like whatever you guys have been doing to like the hip hop community out here, it's it's precious because that's, that's what me and Louis see all the time. Like there's no safe places where you can go and do hip hop solemnly. Yeah. Like it's immediately upon almost like rock dude like you can't go and set up a rock show because soon enough they're saying like oh well can you get security or can we do like a, a ticket count and like stuff like yeah, that you yeah, know yeah. it's a it's a little bit tougher but but thank you man thank you for sticking through it and, and pushing through because it's, it's it's badass it's a badass concept dude yeah thanks uh, you know i i i'm so hesitant always to take any credit because i'm already like a pretty insecure person but i also don't feel like I don't know if you know heard of this thing called the Enneagram. <laughs> I'm a type nine and pretty typical of people like me is we don't think our voice is that important. And so I don't know why I still do this shit uh, based on who I am, but I love it so much that I keep doing it. But I just, it's hard for me to take, I'm saying thank you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's just hard for me to think that my little voice really makes any difference. I just enjoy it and I love the people. And so I feel lucky to even be involved. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So uh, thank you for the compliments. No, no um, worries. And I always pretty much like to tip my hat to people like a colleague who, who is more of like looking down the road and planning and thinking mm -hmm. this stuff through. And I'm just like, man, I love everybody. And can I just write about your music? And, you know what I mean? Like, and when I find something I love, I want to tell everybody about it, you know? So um, I know that's a role and, that, and I play my role well, but um, you know, and someone like a Kill C Ray, if you're familiar with Kill C Ray, mm -hmm. platformcollection.com, um, you know, like there, there's a lot of people out there really just trying to push the culture forward in a positive way. And those are two people I definitely, you know, look to as, as doing that. So, 
Yeah, no, I seen I, I seen you've been doing a lot of like uh you know um What's that word, man? I can't find my word. Uh, weed. Uh, nah. <laughs> I found that. Uh, well, I haven't. I haven't smoked weed, but uh, maybe that's what it is, bro. But uh, no, nah, I've seen you. You've done some. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna call them entries and like different artists. You know, you do a little bit of a. You know, you you go into an artist and you delve into their stuff. Yeah. Uh, with that's with that. What are some of your like favorite up and coming local artists? Yeah, man. Um. So. Again, North County, man. This is this is why I mean North County is such a staple. But like Adam Flowers, um, mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. He has this song "Place and Time" off of his album. Um, oh man, I just went blank. Um, "Lost in Translation" is the name of the album, and this song "Place and Time." I literally listened to it probably three hundred times, like in a row. Like I ran multiple like multiple days. I I, I used I, last last year I was running about like four or five miles a day. And I would do like five miles just listening to this one song. Like it's, it's that damn good. Um, and so like Adam Flowers is one of those people that I think if, you, if you're looking to like see, you know, some dope hip hop from San Diego, Adam Flowers is one of those people. Another North County person, obviously uh, uh, 18 Scales, right, which is, is Rick Scales and he's down, down south. And then you got Ralph Quasar up here um, who used to go by 18 cents. If, if people are wondering why 18 Scales, right? He used to be 18 cents, Rick Scales, 18 Scales. Now his name is Ralph Quasar. So artist formerly known as 18 cents. Um, <laughs> but uh, those two, that duo is phenomenal um dev love doesn't necessarily fit only under hip-hop but dev love natalie now i'm still just in north mm-hmm. county um so those are the the kind of like up-and-comers in the north county who i think definitely you should tap into down in san diego there's this kid named marcus ty so fucking good marcus ty like that's can i cuss I, i've been yeah i was like dang i don't remember if they've cussed. Um, okay. Uh, so, Shoot, man, if we Ty, haven't, that'd be really impressive, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, Marcus Ty is just ridiculous. Um, and I'm, I'm, again, this kid, Westside Boogie from from Compton, he's, he's like been my favorite for the past probably five years. And this Marcus Ty guy like taps right into the kind of that vein for me. So he, he's up there. Um, man. I mean, there, there's just so much good music. You can't you can't say San Diego um, without without saying Ryan Anthony. He's probably got the most traction out of anyone. Um, and uh, you just obviously Andrew Day and uh, freaking Mitchie Slick on on that first track mm-hmm. off of Barely See the Beach Three. That whole album's good. You know, his whole that whole trilogy is so good. Um, so Ryan Anthony, and then you know, even saying Ryan Anthony, it brings me right back up to the North North County with Desi Hollow, that like funk album that he, that G funk album that he mm-hmm. kind of just put out, right? That fun roller skating vibe, like, um, and and he's not like the vein of hip hop that I listen to most, but I definitely respect and love like what he's doing. Um, man, there's just, there's just so much. I, I think I think that's probably good though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's good. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I think it's pretty good. I, you know. Yeah, no, thanks for the list. Uh, yeah. But uh, with that, do you think do you think San Diego has a sound? Do you think San Diego has found a sound in, in music and in hip-hop right now? Well, so, so, Southeast, like, will, will, will probably always be, I think, the the encapsulating sound of, of like, when we say San Diego sound. Like, you just kind of can't get away from what the Southeast has created mm-hmm. historically, what that area has meant historically to the city. I, I think that, you know, so that – southeast kind of more i i don't know if it's even the right term but that more like gangster rap like you know vibe the hardinis the you know again the 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 mitchie slicks the you know like the freaking i can see his like government name i can't see his uh, a, a big june um you know like these are the people who have like shaped san diego's sound right like that's mm-hmm. the that's the sound that we're known for um but we have so much variety, you know what I mean? Cause you do have the boom bat backpack kind of like shit too. And you do have that new kind of new wave shit happening too. Like it's every, um, Trey aces is one of my former. Okay. Another crazy story, right? Trey aces is this kid <clears throat> from San Diego. He's done a lot of work with, um, Il Nikki, if you're familiar with Il Nikki. Um, so Trey aces is my former eighth grade student 
And back then I'm like, dude, you're, you're so talented. I think you should do this music shit. Da, da, da. Now I've interviewed him on hip hop weds. Like he's been one of my interviewees oh, and he's on that kind of new wave and a friend of his called uh, named Iceman as well. And they just are releasing something together right now. So those two are like this, like, um, that, that new wave kind of, you know, the more singing mm -hmm. with the rap and the, you know, auto tune and, and, um, modern style. Mo yeah. Yeah. If you, if for lack of a better term, yeah. right. Yeah. So that modern rap. And so like we have everything. And so it's really hard to say we have a sound because like the backpack people want to keep a backpack and the, you know, and so yeah, they're going to yeah, yeah. chop up some dusty samples, you know, I mean, even like, uh, again, North County, man, uh, you, you have a kid named who, who was named Vex. Then he was named Ben nice. And now he's Trevor J. Um, but all the same person, right? So, mm -hmm. so Trevor J is like, if you want like that, just that amazing like chop samples with the drum loops and like just that hip hop that 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 my generation fell in love with, then you got to check out Trevor J. You know, um, him and this this uh, producer Loopholes, I think it's a duo, but uh, Loopholes, uh, they just put out the project on Wax that they released, I think, in 2020. But um, it's called Almost Home, and I just got that on vinyl and bumping the crap out they of that. pressed it yeah yeah, yeah on orange vinyl oh um, that's dope yeah it's super sick and it's so hit him up if, you, if you're looking for that so we have everything um so i think that the the, the san diego sound is always going to be that southeast influence and then but we have everything you know what i mean so mm -hmm. just like because we're a transplant city so of course everything comes here right right and then everything leaves and goes out and every new stuff comes here and so i don't think as a whole, we have the the infrastructure to like build a sound because people are always coming and going, even artists, you know. So I don't know. Oh, that's that's my answer. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, though. Yeah, I, yeah, it would just keep evolving. It, it would, huh? Yeah, but Southeast has definitely made an influence. I I know I I respect everybody who has laid the foundation because uh, everybody out here may, tries to make at least one record like that. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which you should, right? You should, yeah, you should tip your hat to like those who came before you. And so that's one beautiful thing I think that San Diego does well, though. I think there's a lot of young cats and the older cats, like everybody, I think, at, looks back to the legacy and like we want to keep the legacy intact of hip hop in general. Mm -hmm. and, and San Diego has a rich hip hop legacy, you know what I mean? And like been doing it for a long time. And so that's something I think that we do well is stay connected to to the legacy of hip hop, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I think San Diego's a. Uh... I think it's it's gonna pop off like yeah. Snow. I think it's yeah. one of the next cities to blow off with like a dope ass artist. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like you know how you have you know East Coast, you have the South. Yeah, yeah, you have the Midwest. Like it's yeah. I think San Diego's gonna be like the next city. Kind of oh. like yeah, you know, like you know in Seattle they had grunge. They yeah. had you know oh. South. Yeah, I don't know Americana. Yeah, yes. even the Bay mm -hmm. got a turn. You know, like yeah, it's, it's time to bring it all the way south, man. Right, right next to the border. Yeah. yeah. That's the hope, you know, and, and I think we have all the talent and skill and it's a matter of, you know, a platform like yours, right? There, there's, there's these platforms that, that people just need to make sure that they're tuning into, that they're tapping it because you're going to bring artists on mm -hmm. that people need to hear about. And, and just like, you know, it's important that we're all tapping into each other, though. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm, a lot of definitely. times everybody's just trying to build their own shit instead of like going, well, you do this well. So let me just shine a light on that with my platform. And since you do this well, let me just shine my light on you. And then we all kind of grow together instead yeah. of, you know, everybody thinking that they're in competition with each other. Yeah, that's you know? one thing that I like about having the podcast. It gives me like a it gives us like an outside point of view yep. instead of, you know, just because I mean, hip hop is super competitive at its <laughs> yep, core, yep. at its core by nature. It's, it's yep. super competitive. And, uh, you know, just having a mentality of being able to step outside of that. It's, yep. you know, I think it's really refreshing. And yeah, like I, I don't think there's enough platforms still. To totally. you know, to put artists on, and not just hip hop. Yeah, at least down here in you know North County in San Diego. Yeah, um, man, what's what's next for you? You know, what's what's gonna what's the next step? Man, I got so I, I I always tell people like I have so much in my head that sometimes I feel crazy, and sometimes like I'm an asshole to my like wife and kids because I'm like I want to get stuff done and I'm not present, and so I'm always trying to like balance that. Um, but I just released a it's it's I'm not trying to big up this, but I just released like a little five track. EP uh, just on SoundCloud. Um, I heard you guys having the discussion in one of the episodes about SoundCloud. You know, people using SoundCloud and people not using SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah you nice. know, um, it's all use use what you will. It's that, all just platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, that's where I put like the not the throwaways, but like the B. You mm -hmm. know, like not the A product. Yeah, yeah like you know? the side B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I 
I just uh, put out a project. It's called um, uh, Songs for Lovers Who Dance Alone. And uh, it, it's just like emo e hip hop. I chopped up some surf rock. Um, so I'm, I'm always making music. Me and my brother-in-law, we just I just bought a beat. And uh, we're working on a song together as the Peacemakers. Um, I am constantly trying to put out just singles, you know, myself mm -hmm. just to like keep, again, it's for me and hopefully it connects with people. Um, and I find myself in this like very emo vein most naturally. And so it's not for everybody and I'm totally down with that, but it's for me. So, um, so I, I'm always going to be creating music and things like that. And then we got serial killers that I'm really excited about to be kind of more on the administrative side, linking everybody up, setting up the dates and things like that. And that mm -hmm. show I think has some legs and I think it's going to take off. Um, and then obviously bringing live shows back, I'm going to support Kali in whatever ways I can to keep those live shows like as live as they can be and, and is, is have the right talent. And um, obviously I'll be writing and, and doing things that I can to point towards that. So I'll always be doing that. And then these hip hop, these hip hop weds, uh, IG spotlights every week. Yeah. It keeps me busy. You know, like I have, I, I'm a very active, like husband and father. So like, I'm, I'm like, actually in the relationships and like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, I was bouncing on a trampoline for an hour with my son today. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so like, I, I, it's really hard to balance, but like, I, I really also want to um, develop those interviews into something more, you know, and I want to bring my podcast back. I have a podcast called um, <clears throat> act like you knew it's my rap name, producer name, new balance act like you knew. Uh, and it's, it's just basically, it's this broad open, kind of title where I could talk about anything Joe Rogan asked kind of like this, you know right. what I mean? Um, although I don't have all the homies, you know, like <laughs> to be in there with me and that's a cool vibe. Um, so the act like you knew podcast is something that matters to me. And I, I really want to uh, host conversations, particularly with what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of uh, white friends who, who have a really hard time understanding perspectives outside of our own. And so I really would like to have some meaningful, thoughtful conversations uh, on the podcast and like hopefully use that as a tool just to share information. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think that's probably, you know, what I'm looking forward to most is those things. Oh yeah. Well, I'm looking out for that CD, man. Cause I, I can't wait to hear these crazy beats you made. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'll send, I'll send you the link. For sure, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing physical yet, but I, I really, I really do want to like make some like classic music that, that'll stand the test of time. You know, like I haven't yet. And I know that, um, and I know I have a long way to go, um, but it's, it's really weird. Like I'm putting myself out there, but like be, being 41 and still, I've always just like hustled to make music like real quick, you know, because like I was having a kid during my first album. Right. And so I was mixing with my little baby on my belly, like trying to mix my first album myself with no training. And I sucked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I've always been like just hustling, hustling. So I'd like to take my time and just make some like quality music that I think a lot of people could connect with. Um, and so that's definitely on that list. So thank you for even saying, you know, you want to hear it. Um, and I'll definitely send that to you, but like, I, yeah, man, I, I, I want to make music, you know, like I, I want to, there's nothing better than, than like being on stage and like moving people for me, the, the greatest moments of my life outside of family. And, and you know, obviously I consider some friends, like you said, you know, family, um, outside of that is like being on stage and watching people like interact with the words that you've kind of put together atop this music that kind of sets a mood like that to me there's nothing better than that yeah yeah i, I released a, uh, an ep with my brother-in-law um with a live band and one of my students played guitar and taught the whole band how to play everything after they said they couldn't learn it um he taught them how to play all the samples on guitar and bass and, and piano and stuff and we did this with this live band of just like this hodgepodge of people like a bunch of cats from like a, our church up in, up in long beach um one of my student like it it was not like who you'd expect to assemble like mm -hmm. into Voltron, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? And <laughs> but that show was one of the most magical moments of my life to have live musicians playing behind me and me sharing my soul, you know, on the microphone. Like that's if I could do that for a living, <laughs> I would, you know. And it's weird to say that at forty, you know, in hip hop especially, yeah. you know, it's a genre that definitely discriminates. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm old. You know, for nah, hip hop. Nah, for I don't know. Uh, like the way that the the whole uh, game has been changing, I, I think you would still be considered young. Because I mean, what Kanye West is like forty three or some shit like that. I really yeah. don't know, but yeah. he's. I mean, he's st he's still totally, young. Totally, totally. No, and I I don't feel that way, but I know that at times hip hop feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my opinion is like every single year of my life has been better. 
and I felt better about who I am and becoming, and I feel like I can connect with people better. Um, so I don't feel that way, but I understand kind of the culture I'm playing into. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Um, and there will always be people who love the culture for what it actually is. You know, the people who connect with like a Jay-Z he, and he can connect with young and old. Right. Um, and so I think that there's always going to be people to speak to. Um, but I understand that the, the young kids have a short attention span and I might not be able to hold it. You know what I mean? True. true. Um, as a teacher, no problem. Because love can like, like transcend all that shit. But in hip hop, my passion, my love can't can't necessarily get you to like my music. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I feel it, man. Right well, on. Hell yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for coming through, man. We greatly appreciate oh, you making the drive up here. Straight up. Uh, can you tell people one more time where they can find you? Yeah, I think the best place to find me is just at Nate Witzel, N-A-T-E-W-H-I-T-S-E-L-L, right, on Instagram. Because in my bio, I have like a... I have like a, a you know Bitly link or whatever, and it has every you know you know everybody's link tree or whatever. So <laughs> you could just check everything out right there. All my writing, all my everything. So yeah, it's a good old IG. Awesome. Well, thank yep, you yep. so much, man. Uh, we're about to end this interview, this episode, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday, Brucey. Damn it. Yeah. Thanks nah, so much, bro. That shit was badass. Thank you all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for kicking it, bro. And sorry if I've been quiet all night, but. You, you saw what was going it's on. All, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> hey, you're feeling good. As long as you're feeling good, it's all good. You know, I ain't yeah. mad at you. So. Yeah, I know you came on one of my medicated nights, I guess. <laughs> it's all good, man. Good yeah. energy still. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I bet. But uh, knowledge being said right here and a lot of good names and a guy look, uh, a lot of good do- tunes. Fuck, I'm out of it tonight. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sipping up. Thank you for token up with us. Like the rest of the week, we'll be right here back on Wednesday. Check us out just one time and check out the homie one time, as you saw. Thank you for driving by as well. Good looking out. Thank Bet. you. And till next time, ladies and gentlemen, fucking thank you for kicking it. Peace. <laughs>